intro skit why don't you go ahead and tell us wasn't my best sorry <laughs> what are we talking about today we're talking about our our favorite cult the jehovah's witnesses our our favorite cult i didn't know i had one <laughs> <laughs> okay they're more they're probably the most prevalent cult in our area yeah that's true we actually have one uh we have we have a meeting place of theirs it's like five minutes from here yeah like five five minutes from here so I pass it on the way here <laughs> yeah, yeah, you would, you would. Um, anyways, I'm Josh. I'm Brian. This is Undeserving, the podcast where two Christians talk about a variety of topics through the lens of uh, of two Christians who are in love with the Bible and the the God who wrote it, and you know try to talk about those things the best we can, uh, and probably get a lot of people angry along the way. Uh, Especially today. Yeah, we're probably going to get some people upset today. As we continue our Discussing Heresy series. Yeah, so this is the second episode in our Discussing Heresy series. Got a lot of responses on that one. Um, and in case you didn't get the skit, we are talking today about Jehovah's Witnesses. Um, pretty pretty uh, common cult. Everybody kind of knows about these guys. Um, come to your door, knock on it. Uh, do you have a moment to talk about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? You know, everybody knows about it. Um, so, Woody, do you want to start us off kind of just with like a little bit of history? Uh, yeah. You know, like how was the Jehovah's Witnesses thing founded? Yeah, so um, in 1870, there was a man called Charles Taze Russell. Um, he, actually, he actually started out in Pennsylvania, so... Ooh. Yeah. So home state, not something to be proud of, but oh boy, um, he basically started a group called the Millennial Dawn Study Bible, um, and he called his followers Russellites. Um, Always great when you uh, name a group after yourself. Yeah. When it's supposed to be a Bible study. <laughs> but he basically started making claims that the Bible has been corrupt throughout the years, and that he had the correct translation of the Bible, and all these like doctrines that our orthodox christian beliefs were actually like written in or like like by certain councils were deemed as orthodox right and they when he claimed they weren't actually um so he actually this is what's interesting about him he was actually proven to be a fraud in court um he he wasn't the sharpest tool in the shed and uh he actually in court he made claims that he was ordained as a minister um, that was proven to be false. Mm -hmm. um, he had no documents proving that at all. And he was asked, he, he also claimed to be able to be like fluent in the original languages. And he was, uh, there was a Greek saying that was written on a whiteboard and he was asked to translate it. And he said, well, I might not be able to. And they pressed him and said, can you, can you read this? And he said, no. So he was proven in court to not be, be able to read the original languages or be a or be ordained as a minister. Right. So this guy was clearly a fraud. But because he had a supporter who was a relatively intelligent guy, um, uh, I can't remember his first name, but something Rutherford, um, 
he was also a judge, uh, so he had grounds in the legal system. He was able to actually like finish his series on like his teachings and carry on the Jehovah's Witnesses. Right, right. Now, yeah, I think they have like a seven seven volume kind of series or something and i think rutherford wrote that final book and finished it up is that correct right yeah it was called the millennial dawn series yeah yeah oh yeah that that sounds lovely like don't read the bible just read millennial dawn (laughs) jf rutherford by the way that was his name jf rutherford yeah um yeah really interesting you know it's 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 just kind of you know, I laugh about it because we see it happen all the time today. I guess people have been falling for stuff to, all, all throughout history, though. You know, somebody gets proven wrong and somebody will still buy what they're selling. Yeah. Yeah, so let's let's talk about, like, some of the beliefs about Jehovah's Witnesses and what they believe. Because they'll say that they're Christians, but if you look at what the Bible says and what it means to actually be a Christian, you'll see very quickly... Uh, they they definitely aren't. Yeah, they deny all of the core tenets of Christianity pretty much. Yeah, so um gosh, where do we where do we begin? I mean, I guess we should start with like the idea of like who do they say Christ is? Um they believe he was a created being. Yeah, not just even a, just not just any created being because, you know, this is this is kind of interesting because for example, like uh like in Mormonism, Mormons will say, well, Jesus was a created being, yes, but he still ascended to the same level as, like, God, or, like, as a God. Jehovah's Witnesses don't even believe that. They believe that, uh, they believe that Jesus is actually just another form of Michael the Archangel. Yeah. Um, and that, you know, God used him as, like, a secret agent to go down to Earth, basically. Yeah, well, it's interesting, too, because they specifically, they have their own translation called the New World Translation... And uh, it's been changed so many times over, like, since this all started because they keep finding contradictions through scripture. Right. Um, so that's interesting in and of itself. But one of the big things that they'll point out, which almost seems to be a contradiction of itself, what they say about Jesus being Michael the Archangel, but they'll try to say that, you know, so the original translation of John 1 1, this is the real Greek, by the way, says, in the beginning was the word, the logos. And the word was with God, and the word was God. Right, that's um, that's the original Greek, just to clarify. Right. They try to say that that's been corrupted, and it actually says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was a God. So... Very, very slight difference there, but point out, you know, how the adding of just that, that term, a... Um, saying that, you know, Jesus himself could have eventually risen to godhood or some for, uh, sort of uh, deity. Right. Which is, yeah. Michael's never acknowledged in the scriptures as being divine. Yeah, like, like we know he's divine in the sense that he's an angel. Mm-hmm. But Michael, uh, throughout scripture, has never tried, uh, he has never tried to, to put himself anywhere near God's level. No. In fact, like, the only thing we know, we don't have tons of information about Michael the Archangel from Scripture. We know he's an archangel. He might be the only archangel. You know, there's a lot of debate about that whole archangel thing, but whatever. Semantics. Um, he seems to be kind of like, him and Satan seem to have a rivalry. Like, at least that's what it looks like to me. Like, almost like they were like, 
you know, rivals in high school and then one of them turned evil kind of thing, you know? Um, but we, we really don't get too much information about Michael, so I'm kind of curious how they drew these lines trying to say that Jesus and Michael are the same people when there's nothing that even comes close to that. Um, it might be because uh, the Bible often refers to like the angel of the Lord. Right, the theophanies in the Old Testament. Right, most people, and I would agree with this, would say that the angel of the Lord is, is Christ uh, pre-incarnate. Right, um, right. And so I imagine it probably stems from that. But, yeah, there are uh, obviously very serious concerns with the Jehovah's Witnesses and... Uh, yeah, let's just talk about some of their core beliefs other than, like, them thinking that Jesus is not God. Yeah, so Which, I by actually, the way, Sorry. You go for it. I was just going to say, by the way, there are countless scriptures that claim Jesus is God. Um, yeah. Jesus has claimed himself that he was God. Um, and John, he says, before Abraham was, I am. Right. I am is very... The Elohim is the Greek translation, uh, is what the Greek literally says, and Elohim is pretty much Greek for Yahweh. Yeah. Jehovah. Yeah. Um... So, same thing that was talked about in Exodus. So, we have that. Jesus claimed uh, equality with the Father. I and the Father are one. Right. Um, and when Thomas uh, when Thomas touched the holes in his hands and the hole in his side, he exclaimed, my Lord and my God, and Jesus did not correct him. Yeah. And if all the other angels who were like given the status of divinity like mistakenly or whatever like when in revelation when john falls down and worships the angel the angel says you must not do that yeah so like if jesus was not divine if he was not god why why didn't he rebuke thomas exactly yeah good points good points so super helpful little article i have pulled up from the gospel coalition pretty solid foundation overall um wonderfully titled the 11 beliefs you should know about Jehovah's Witnesses when they come knocking at your door. So this is kind of like quick bullet point list. Um, and these are, uh, these are just things that, um, that Jehovah's Witnesses will say they believe. Um, so one, Jehovah's Witnesses believe that God's one true name is Jehovah and he has to be called Jehovah only. Um, Obviously, this is false because we've seen lots of people refer to God in plenty of different names in the original languages. Right. Um, Elohim, El Shaddai, Adonai, uh, Yahweh Sebaot, which is another one that by, I probably butchered, but, you know. By the way, uh, Jehovah is a transliteration of Yahweh. Yeah, so Jehovah's not even technically in the original languages there. Mm -hmm. you, have to, you have to add to that one. Um... They believe that the Trinity is an unbiblical thing uh, because they believe only in the Father and that, you know, Jesus is a created being. Obviously, that's wrong because we know that from the verses that you explained earlier, Jesus has been with God, you know, forever. And, uh, yeah, so they will, they will tell you that Jesus is not God and that only God the Father deserves any sort of praise. Uh, they are wrong on that point. But they will say um, that the Father, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, um, because God has allowed Jesus and the Holy Spirit to have these, um, they will say that all of them still do uh, possess omnipresence, omniscience, omnipotence, and eternality. Um, 
but how can somebody possess eternality if they haven't been, for, you know, if they haven't been around since before eternity? Right. Also, a um, if you want to look at the three distinct members of the Godhead in one passage, you can look at the baptism of Christ. Right. Um, each member of the Trinity is present in that the Holy Spirit descends down from heaven onto Christ, and you hear the Father saying that from heaven, "This is my beloved Son, with whom I'm well pleased." Right. Right. So you do see them as three distinct persons. Yeah, yeah. Um, we talked about who they believe Jesus is already. They believe that he's basically just Michael the Archangel. Um, they believe that when Jesus came to earth, he was fully human, possessed no traits of God whatsoever. Um violating the teaching that Jesus had the whole fullness and deity uh, that dwells bodily, uh, Colossians 2.9. Um, they don't believe in a physical resurrection of Jesus, which is interesting. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, so they would have to ignore that whole passage that you talked about where Jesus was straight up like, yo, Thomas, like... For anybody, I guess I should. I guess I should actually explain for anybody that's like, <laughs> for all for anybody who actually isn't watching the YouTube video, I'm just here, kind of like, I, I, I don't know how to explain that. I'm pointing at the at the where the holes would have been in Jesus's hands. Can can they hear the subtle tapping? Yeah, can you hear the subtle tapping? Yo, yo, Thomas. <laughs> oh man. Um, and, and, you know, they, the Gospel Coalition in this article, they bring up a few other points. Like, it says that Jesus sat down and had a meal after his resurrection with a few people. So, you know, the spirits obviously don't need to eat. Why would he have had to do that? Right. Um, oh, this is really interesting. The second coming apparently happened in the year 1914. Yeah, they predicted uh, the last days multiple multiple times and have failed multiple multiple times yeah um i'll tell you what if the second coming happened already i'm very disappointed with the results <laughs> um another interesting thing josh is that um they believe that salvation is by faith works and obedience yes which is very much uh in contradiction to orthodoxy and what the bible teaches is that salvation is by faith alone apart from works right so the breakaway from that, from that, um, and we talked about this a lot on the podcast, but the idea that that uh, works are evidence that you are saved. Generally, you're not doing them to get saved. You do them because you know by grace through faith you have been saved, and because you know Christ uh, and the Spirit dwell within you, you are now an instrument of God to show mercy to the world. And you should be doing good works because, you know, you want to express that. Yes. Yeah. Um, they say the Holy Spirit is an impersonal force of God and not part of the, uh, you know, not part of the Trinity. Uh, there's your point about salvation. They also believe uh, that Christ was the firstborn of all creation. They yeah. take that from Colossians 1.15, which is completely out of context. But Colossians 1.15 says he is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. Sure, on the surface, if you isolate that, that could seem to be what it's saying. But all you have to do is read the next few verses. 
For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things were created through him and for him. So that is very clearly not talking about Christ being the first born created being. It is saying that he is the in, he, everything was created for him and through him. That's what that's saying. It doesn't say that he was the first created being. Right. Right. Um, they believe in two different groups of redeemed people classes. There's the anointed class, which is 144,000. Um, and those are the ones who will live in heaven and rule with Christ. That's um, obviously a misinterpretation of, I believe, the 144,000 witnesses from Revelation. Yes, this is the 144,000 are from the 12 tribes of Israel. And right. they're not... They're not the only ones getting saved they're being used by god in, in the end times for his specific purpose yeah well it's it's broken in so they're saying there's 144,000 who are basically i guess like the anointed and who are actually in heaven with christ getting to help rule and then there's everyone else the other sheep who get to live on in on a paradise earth oh they don't believe in uh, hell either yeah no no um they believe that basically when you die uh, you, the wicked are just kind of completely annihilated and that your soul is snuffed out of existence if you weren't good enough. But that goes in direct uh, contrast to what Christ taught many, many times where he said, there will be many people in that day who say to me, Lord, Lord, and I will say to them, depart from me, I never knew you. And also the whole analogy of the rich man and Lazarus where, where um, Lazarus was righteous and was poor in life and was with Abraham in paradise. Yeah. And Lazarus, because he was evil, um, suffered in, in, in Hades. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, so they have a lot of beliefs that very clearly go against, well, they go against pretty much all of the uh, tenets of what a Christian actually is, according to the Bible. So, um, do you want to go through this list real quick again? And I feel like we kind of already talked through all of these. Yeah. So... All that just to say, um, what, do you, what do you think the best way to to uh, to witness to a Jehovah's Witness is? Well, that is um, unfortunately an incredibly difficult task because uh, Jehovah's Witnesses are trained to uh, basically leave if you start to prove them wrong. Yeah, that's that is, uh, and unfortunately. Um, as you go, as we go on in this heresy series, that's that's something that uh, that I think will be actually rather common thread. Um, there will be a lot of groups um, that will say they're Christian, um, but as soon as you pull out the Bible and start showing them everything in Scripture that proves their points wrong and shows them how they're wrong, they will they will make a very hasty retreat. Most of them will not engage in that conversation with you. Right. I, uh, I think the temptation is when a Jehovah's Witness knocks on your door is to just say no and then shut the door on their face immediately. But I think something we also have to remember, too, is that even though like this is a cult and it's, it's, these are doctrines of the devil, yeah. um, like these are still real human beings. These are image bearers of God. Yeah. Um, so I think, and it's going to require a lot of like growth and patience, but the best thing you can do is to, yes, invite them in. And I think it requires an extraordinary amount of grace and patience and actually listening to them. Right. Uh, because I think our temptation is to say, nope, you're wrong. Like, let me tell you why you're wrong. Right. But I think the best way to witness to somebody is to hear what they have to say. And then when you have the opportunity 
is to refute that with love and grace, of course. Yeah, yeah, and that's a good that's a good point for when you're talking to anybody um, about what they believe. We as uh, we as Christians go on the offensive uh, way too much, and it's just like you're wrong and you're dumb and you're smelly, and here's the Bible. You just need to read it and believe it. Um, and maybe take a shower. Yeah. Um, but but a lot of times you can find out so much more from people and why they believe what they believe um, just by hearing their worldview and why they believe what they believe. Um, and a lot of the times you can get to a point by asking them questions about that where they get to a point where they're like, oh, well, I, I personally don't know why I believe that point. Um, so that's a good point, Woody. Yeah, just, just give them a chance to express why they may believe necessarily that point. Um, now, I will say, these are people who, they're generally, if so for Jehovah's Witnesses and Mormons, they don't just, like, send out anybody. Obviously, the people that they're sending are people who have signed up and have been trained to go out and, like, you know, present the information in a very appealing or in a very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Attractive. In an, yeah, in an attractive way. Um, these are people who... And a lot of these people may even know uh, how to argue uh, once you start bringing scripture into the argument. So don't feel intimidated if you don't have an answer for their questions. Um, I'd say I'd say your best bet is stick with scripture and say, hey, you know, ultimately scripture is God's word. This is incorruptible. Um, if you could. And I say this is just a good idea for everybody. Find a good apologetics class. Um, I know uh, near us, Lancaster Bible College, is is Mark Farnham still teaching the apologetics class? Yep. Yeah, so near us, uh, if you're in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania, Lancaster Bible College, uh, Mark Farnham, fantastic professor over there, teaches the apologetics class. Wicked smart dude. Um, you can audit the class if you want. I don't know how much the audit is, but, you know, definitely worth, worth it. Um, but just be willing to listen to what they say. Um, and if you can, get their contact information and be willing to talk with them again in the future. Be like, hey, I still think you guys are wrong. Would you be willing to meet up again and we could have this discussion? Because um, like Woody said, ultimately they're lost too and they just need to know Christ's love. Yep. Yeah. I, I think... Uh... One other quick thing, too, is um, something that a, that a lot of cults do is they will use terms that are very similar, that are that are terms that we would use, like Christianese or whatever, but they mean something totally different. Yeah. Um, so, like, you can often find yourself talking to these people, and you're discussing, I don't know, say, like, salvation or something. And they're talking about salvation, too, but, like, it seems like you're going in circles because they're talking about something completely different. So a good thing to do is ask them what they mean by when they say that kind of thing. So like if you're talking about repentance or salvation or whatever, say, what do you mean by that word? And then you'll, that's a common cult tactic for them to be able to uh, infiltrate you with their bad doctrine. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 Um, but most importantly, when it comes to, to talking to any group like this, um, and this is why it's very important to be studying your Bible regularly, but make sure you know why you believe what you believe. Um, you know, Peter 
when he was writing his layers, made very clear, make sure you have a defense and a reason to stand up for and defend what you believe. Um, and this and, and ideas and times like this are the reason why, because people are going to come up and challenge that or present false versions of what you believe, and you have to be out willing to stand up and say, no, that's not right. Here is why I believe what I believe, and this is the right way. Um, but with that being said, that was kind of like a 30,000-foot overview of Jehovah's Witnesses, some of their beliefs, uh, just kind of like an idea of like why some of those core beliefs are definitely wrong, and... Uh, yeah. Anything else to go off of there, Woody? I think that about covers it. Great. Well, if you have any suggestions on any other uh, cults or just kind of like any other weird heresies in general that you'd like us to discuss, you can get in touch with us uh, at undeservingpodcast at gmail.com. We are on Facebook at Undeserving Podcast. We're on... I can never remember which one it is. Instagram. Instagram. Do we actually use that? It's there. It's there. If you start using it, we might notice. Um, no Twitter. Uh, but yeah, but if you have any questions, feel free to get in touch with us. Uh, comments, death threats, Christmas cards, since the season is coming. Um, yeah, but other than that, thank you guys so much for watching and listening. I've been Josh. I've been Brian. This has been Undeserving. Thanks, have a great day.